You're listening to Level Up with Melissa Zalouf from Iron Source. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Level Up, the podcast for people who love making, growing, and of course, playing mobile games. This episode is the third installment in our Growth Loop mini-series, exploring a new paradigm in game growth. In the previous episodes, we introduced the idea of the growth loop and dove into stages one and two, which are about UA and monetization respectively. And in this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at stage three, which is about analyzing and optimizing monetization. Uh, here to guide us on this journey through the loop is Yevgeny Perez, who is appropriately titled VP Growth at IronSource. Yevgeny, thanks so much for being on the show with us. Thank you, Melissa. Happy to be here. So before we dive into the next stage of the growth loop, let's do a quick summary uh, for our listeners um, on what we kind of discussed in the last few episodes. So can you give us a quick overview of stages one and two of the loop? Uh, sure. So so the loop, loop uh, basically uh, is dealing with um, uh, the framework of, of, of maximizing the, the, the potential, the revenue potential of a certain game where it deals with uh, two halves of the loop, the, the, the top half, uh, which is the first step and the, and the last step, deal with how do you bring users uh, from the market into the game and in uh, um, and, and the best way. And the second and third uh, steps, which are the bottom part, deal with how do you, uh, how do you uh, monetize users uh, the best way. Um, step one basically is focused on how do you start with basically bringing users into your game from the market outside? How do, how do they become um, aware of your game, whether it's organic users or paid users? Um, and once they're inside your game, how do you monetize them? Uh, which strategies do you um, put in place to monetize those users? Um, and uh, today we're gonna be talking about the step three, which is basically um, analyzing that behavior of those users uh, and making decisions for the next cohort to come into more morning. Mm-hmm. And kind of uh, how long uh, should developers wait before sort of moving from uh, basically moving from kind of stage two to stage three? So basically, how long should they wait before they start analyzing uh, the kind of behavior of users in their game? Um, so it's, uh, so it's, it's a matter of time. It's more a matter of uh, uh, statistics and amount of users. Um, uh, um, time plays a, a role when it comes to uh, um, things that uh, that are the deeper engagements with the game, with, with the game uh, retention uh, metrics, uh, things that are hap- happening uh, later into, into the game. But essentially, um, if you have enough users that are now uh, playing the game and have played the game, um, you can start uh, making some decisions after analyzing uh, the data that you have measured about those users. So this can take days, this can take weeks, this can take a couple of hours, theoretically. So it's about kind of having a representative data set. Exactly. And let's look at kind of metrics, uh, because it seems like the most obvious place to start. Um, where, What metrics should uh, developers be looking at when they're looking to kind of measure the behavior of users within the game, within the context of, of monetization? Yeah, so since step three deals with um, analyzing the behavior of those users that uh, have been playing your game and, and uh, deriving the right insights, so... Uh, the right optimization decisions and uh, execution to follow, uh, that is not possible without the right um, measurement 
put in place. Um, and that basically deals with uh, everything about uh, uh, how users behave within your game. So uh, whether it's technical analytics around uh, the crashes, uh, whether it's um, monitoring um, all of their in-app event specific events set up within your analytics um, stack, um, uh, measuring uh, their monetization behavior, so how much each user generated from an in-app purchase from from ad revenue, uh, putting all that in place within uh, within within the product is critical before you even uh, bring the first user. Without it, that's going to be basically uh, wasting resources on bringing users that you will never know what exactly uh, was their behavior. Um, more things to uh, keep in mind would be um, kind of external um, um, sources uh, that represent certain things about the product, which would be um, just your uh, the reviews within the store, the star ratings, Certain users might be complaining about something specific, or you know, on the contrary, giving good feedback for some some of the features. So that's something that is outside of, of the game, but it also should be implemented in the product, where people should be um, uh, prompted to uh, leave a review. There's obviously best practices for that, but that's also critical. And and when it comes to the the metrics themselves, um, to measure and look at, it kind of depends on the strategy. Um, of of that game uh, game's business uh, and to a certain extent also the stage right so if you want to, if you're launching the game just now and it's kind of soft launching and you want to understand if the game is working if there's any uh, crash rates uh, that are uh, out of the ordinary if there's a certain churn point that is critical um, you want to look at uh, retention uh, as the game stabilizes into something that is uh, uh, a healthier business at a higher scale You'll, you'll be looking at the uh, deeper metrics. Uh, you're going to be predicting uh, monetization behavior. You're going to measure uh, ARPU. You're going to measure ARPDAO. You're going to measure retention. You're going to predict your LTV curve. Um, and um, that is basically up to uh, uh, your decision based on your strategy. Obviously, if you're uh, in, in the beginning, you want to stabilize the product. Once that is uh, ready, I think monetizing is uh, maximizing monetization is a strategy. And then this is where you're going to be looking at uh, onboarding the, the first time user experience uh, churn rates, uh, day one retention, number of sessions, uh, average session length, RDAOs, um, your average revenue per user uh, measurement uh, curve within the first, third, seventh, 14th, 30th day, uh, specific uh Products usually it's around ad products uh, engagement, so that this would be called engagement rate. So that would be how, what is the percentage of users that are engaging with uh, the specific uh, ad product. Usage rate is how, how many times on average are they engaging with it. Uh, things like that. Uh, but it's uh, up to you to design. There's a lot of best practices, but uh, deciding on which is based on the strategy and the stage you're at. Mm-hmm. And do you sort of... Um... How do monetization, I think we've talked a little bit about early, the earlier stages. What are some of the monetization KPIs to look at um, in later stages? And also, does it differ across genres? Yeah, so kind of high-level monetization, this would be how much revenue you generated on a certain day. Um, And that would be kind of non-cohorted. So yesterday you generated $1,000 and you had... 
um, 10,000 DAUs, right? So you're measuring DAUs, you're measuring the revenue. So your Arbidale is going to be 10 cents. Um, that's uh, that's kind of a, a health metric that you're going to be following. Uh, the next day this can go up, this might represent a certain change in product or a certain change in monetization. Um, and uh, when you look at it uh, cohorted, right? So you look at a certain cohort that arrived um, 1st of May um, and now is uh, May 15th. So you already have uh, 14 days of, of uh, 14 mature days so that you can know how much revenues th those users generated in the first day, the second day, the third, the, till the 14th. And now you have a measured curve of what that ARPU looks like. Uh, and that ARPU is divided into in-app purchase uh, behavior and ad revenue behavior. So it's two different curves that are uh, are combined together into your combined uh, ARPU curve that that will help you down the road to decide how much um, um, you can predict on the LTV uh, front, how much you can bid, um, what is the drop off uh, certain points, um, and it also can help you with kind of, uh, modeling uh, cash flow when it comes to user acquisition down the road. Uh, but that would be the monetization uh, metrics, uh, kind of a high level. Obviously, specific ad products would be engagement rate with uh, reward videos, usage rates. Uh, this would be a specific, 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 uh, you know, specific packages, right? So if you're monetizing uh, within a purchases and you're selling a, a pack of 100 gems, what 2,000 gems, 5,000 gems. What is the engagement with each of those products? What are people after? How do you price? Uh, which tiers do you put in place? Um, and um, based on that, the, those uh, those metrics, you decide what's uh, what should be your next steps uh, based on that behavior. Mm -hmm. And and now, kind of, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, depending on if you're if you're leveraging ad monetization, um, talking about optimizing uh, ad your ad implementation. So last uh, episode, we talked about user initiated and system initiated ads. Um, user initiated ads are fun um, slash valuable in that they they often will positively impact um, other game KPIs like IAP rates and and game progression. What are some kind of key strategies to keep in mind when optimizing uh, user initiated ads like rewarded video, for example? Yeah, so we started. I think this was part a big part of step two, right? So we we're kind of designing the product uh, to monetize out of the gate. That's kind of the, the first time people engage within with the product. That's step two, and, and there's a lot of best practices there. And the biggest one is uh, kind of uh, rewarded uh, first uh, in terms of ad monetization strategy. Uh, but not only that, also the game design, right? So if you design the, uh, the core loop of the game uh, to include um, um, rewarded uh, products, right? So if a uh, good example would be if a, if a user fails in the middle of the level, given him the option of, uh, reviving or continue from the same spot. Um, 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 this would be um, um, a good example of like uh, placements, right? And rewards around the user initiative uh, ads. Uh, so there's a big difference between, you mentioned rewarded video, but I'd say the, the best practices would be around uh, rewarding users with uh, uh, either virtual items or unlocking 
specific uh, features or boosting specific um, phases of the game. It's not necessarily currency. Uh, although it very much depends on how the game is designed. Um, and something like an awful, which is another user-initiated product that would be more, more around uh, the currency uh, and pricing that, uh, giving the user the right uh, reward for, uh, for his time is critical um, down the road. Mm-hmm. And kind of what are some of the biggest mistakes you see game developers make uh, when they're kind of analyzing their rewarded video and off-wall performance uh, and trying to optimize it? I think the, uh, since we're talking about uh, user-initiated ads, um, uh, and, and that is that is exactly the, the, the key here, right? So since they're user-initiated, um, it's very important to optimize the engagement with those products, right? So if you're trying to um, optimize the revenue from those uh, products, you need to start uh, looking at... Uh, uh, at first, what drives them to engage with the product or not? Is it the, the visibility of that placement? Is it part of the loop or not? Is it the value uh, that is driving those users in? Um, and the, the most common mistake would be actually focused on what's happening inside. Am I getting the right ACPMs? What's my fill rate? Uh, what happened yesterday with the, the change in uh, the, this ECPM on that uh, on, on that front? And that's not what's really incremental. Uh, because a change of, uh, of engagement from 30% to 35% uh, is significant, much more than uh, a 10% change in, uh, in eCPM, uh, because it also, since those products are uh, rewarding the users, uh, these products have uh, uh, incremental impact on IP monetization and, and session length and number of sessions, right? So if you have, for example, um, an implementation of of a rewarded video that um, resets every, I don't know, six hours where um, uh, every six hours you come in and, I don't know, you boost something or you get like a daily reward or whatever it is. Uh, So if you do this right, you you maximize engagement and you're actually calling users to come in more on average a day than without this product, Uh, right? So at the end of the day, those products are engagement products much more than they are monetization. The monetization is the outcome of the users engaging with those placements for that the purpose of that reward. Uh, that's, um, that's nice. I like that. Um, we talked, uh, I mean, and this is kind of, it, it goes to the point you just made. We've talked quite a bit about UX, uh, which is kind of inherent to talking about monetizing, no, not monetizing, optimizing user-initiated ads. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now let's... Um, Let's talk about the money uh, or optimizing revenue for um, for both ad units. What are some best practices after you've sort of optimized engagement? Is there more to do to make sure you're also driving the most revenue? I think the off wall is a good example where um, this is uh, this is a product that is usually placed uh, within the uh, kind of the, the currency shop in the game, so it's it's much less visible. Um, and uh, a, a certain percentage comes in and engages with that product. But what if you were able to actually uh, promote that placement outside of the shop and call the users in, hey, come in and, and engage with the off wall? Usually that is used with 
with special double credit uh, promotions, right? So over a weekend, you actually double the reward and you prompt the users with, hey, in the next 48 hours, uh, you're going to get 2x the value on whatever uh, engagement you're doing. That to itself, that placement basically now educates 100% of the users that are playing the game on that day. Hey, actually, there's this thing that is the awful. Come check it out. You're, you're getting a big sale today. So a big part of those users that have, were never aware of that thing earlier are now being uh, introduced to this uh, feature. Uh, and, and, and what we're seeing um, there obviously is much, uh, it's a good example of something that really spikes engagement rates. Um, and another example actually would be for all those users that are, uh, it's not an example, it's, it's, we're still in the same example, but another stage to maximize that would be for the users that are not playing the game on that day, on that day during that sale, and they're not aware of that sale, sending a, a push notification telling him, hey guys, there's, there's, a, there's a sale happening inside the game right now. Not only will drive a higher engagement with with the with the product but also people will now like the the engagement will spike because more people will be coming in to the game and they're going to stick around and perhaps uh spend more time and money uh and the outcome of this is that the next day the morning after the engagement drops to it doesn't drop to the same point as before it drops to a higher level because now more users are educated about this uh monetization product specifically the awful being uh, somewhat an, uh, an alternative payment method. And this helps them progress faster in the game and, and, and increase engagement and you know, eventually uh, be happier. <laughs> and lead a better life. life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and last question about kind of uh, user-initiated ads. Because they are an integral part of the, of the in-game economy, um, obviously it's sort of critical for developers to make sure that they're um, setting rewards uh, correctly. How kind of what's a way, uh, the best way for a developer to make sure that they're not sort of um, over uh, kind of over giving? No, it's not a word. Um, generous. I guess, too generous. Too generous or setting the reward too high or too low? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a great question. And I, th I think that, at least from my experience, this is, this is very far from being addressed. Um, and optimized. Um, one of the one of the value uh, uh, points of of these products is that it kind of educates the users uh, what is what is a currency, how do you use it. You, you, can, you can get more currency for free, so now you can spend more. And with time, you understand what is the value of, of a gem, of a coin, of a of a star. And um, now you're starting to be wiser with how you utilize your wallet. Uh, but the initial stage is, you know, just designing the economy, how many coins you get just from on your first day is very similar to designing what is the reward for rewarded video and offer wall. Since rewarded videos, as I mentioned before, most should be more focused on, on virtual items or unlocking or boosting specific features. Um, coins is easy to A-B test, right? That's something that you just A-B test at the end of the day. Should I give 50 or 100 or 200 and see what happens? The awful is, is more critical. And this is where I, I, I see much, um, uh, much more mistakes because um, part of the, the configuration of, of the awful wall for the developer, um, the awful wall is giving the decision of how much uh, value do you want to exchange here with the user, right? So if, 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 uh, if, if that conversion generated $10, how many uh, coins do you want to give that user? 
And usually what happens is that the value exchange set is exactly the value exchange set and your IAP packages, right? So if you buy a hundred coins for a dollar, IAP wise for 99 cents, then this is what uh, the average developer will set on the off wall. But here, instead of the users paying a dollar, the user is doing something, he's investing time. He doesn't know that what he's doing yields a dollar to the developer. And finding that uh, that sweet spot is, is requires testing, right? It requires A-B testing. Um, what exactly that, uh, that value is. And perhaps a dollar should be 5,000 coins or it should be 50 coins. It very much depends on how easy it is to utilize those coins and spend them. And what is the perceived value at each point, right? Uh, a very, very important point to mention is that uh, in many games, the the economy kind of inflates, right? So a good example would be a slots game, right? So you start slots game with like 500 uh, coins or whatever. I'm not a big slots player, so uh, forgive me. But as you progress, right, you start winning, you become this bajillionaire. Watching a video for 50 coins doesn't make as much sense as in the beginning, right? So the rewarding should be dynamic and adaptive to your, your state, right? It's a good example of something that needs to be implemented properly because if it's not implemented properly and the rewards are static while the economy inflates, then engagements are going to drop to zero eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving on to system-initiated ads, um, which we discussed last episode, can negatively impact retention while they're kind of positively impacting ArpDAO. Mm-hmm. How can developers best balance that? Uh, what's, the, what's the key to finding the sweet spot there? Uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, uh, the purpose uh, um, in most cases of, of the product is to monetize and maximize monetization. I'll be maximizing LTV. Um, and that does not mean maximizing retention, nor does it mean maximizing ARPDA. Um And in order to maximize uh, um, ARPU, um, like day seven ARPU when you're, you're testing ads, which is uh, where most of the revenue is generated for ad-based games or, or day 14, um, you would like to answer that by testing. Right? So A-B testing different strategies to see where you had it, right? So if this is a local maximum or a global maximum that requires a lot of testing uh, and a lot of hypotheses and following best practices. But um at the end of the day, this would be starting with a certain setup, right? We talked about these best practices for uh, for step two. How do you launch your system-initiated uh, strategy? Um, and um, maybe that means showing banners only after 10 sessions. Maybe that means uh, lowering uh, the frequency cap from five decisions uh, to two. And maybe that means increasing the frequency capping from four to nine. Um, whatever that is, you need to reach that point uh, using A-B testing. Um, and um, um, and that, that's kind of, that's going to be the, that, uh, that sweet spot of, of uh, ARPU reaching its maximum. Because at the end of the day, if you push as many ads as possible, um, ARPU is going to be very high, but retention is going to tank. So no one's going to come back tomorrow morning because they were just uh, blasted with too many ads. The experience is very bad. Not only that, they're going to leave one star ratings on the store. So it's going to be make your life much easier to even acquire new users the next morning. 
So that's that's something to keep in mind, and that, that requires testing. It requires a steady stream of users monitoring their behavior, measuring uh, their admonization uh, per impression, per day, per user, per engagement, to see how that behavior looks like and what should you do about it. A uh, good example would be perhaps uh, uh, segmenting users differently, right? So you see based on uh, their behavior, when should you introduce it, what frequency, what kind of placements, uh, and then you go granular as you as you progress. So you've you've talked uh, quite a bit already about A/B testing, um, and certainly no uh, episode on analyzing and optimizing monetization or, or even user behavior within a game would be complete without it. Um, what are some A/B tests developers uh, can or should get started with? Sure. So um, in 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 um, in general. Um, a-B testing requires a steady stream of, uh, of, of data. And, and um, assuming you have uh, that, you need to start uh, with the, 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 the right order of questions, right? Some, some things require uh, A-B testing first before uh, others. For example, you probably want to test uh, your uh, uh, onboarding experience before you, 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 you A-B test uh, a certain um, event uh, offer within the game after level 30, right? So as, as people keep coming in, you want to start with the, uh, A-B testing some of your initial uh, product uh, engagements. Um, and uh, down the road, this would be pricing. This would be um, um, certain content uh, uh, features. Um, and and, and uh, specifically because we, we, we we're mostly focused about admonization in this uh, in this podcast, I think that um, this is something that um, is critical. Also, here the, the order and the type of uh, things that you would like to A/B test, and you should probably start with uh, deciding should you introduce a, a new ad unit or not. Should you place uh, uh, interstitials into your game or not, and then what frequency? Um, if it's reward products, what should be the rewarding uh, mechanism? What should be the reward for that placement? And then uh, down the road, you can start A-B testing uh, certain uh, behaviors of uh, segments, right? So what is uh, what? how should I treat payers and non-payers uh, and see how those segments behave differently uh, around specific products? How do uh, users progress uh, within those different segments? Um, you can you can maybe test uh, uh, content right of, of your ads. You can decide should you show ads of your competitors or not. Uh, should you show the X button after two seconds, after one seconds, after three seconds? How does that impact your behavior while you keep monitoring uh, your, your metrics? You can also theoretically uh, A/B test uh, the, the the usage of a waterfall versus uh, uh, different. Uh, 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 programmatic uh, strategies, whatever comes to mind, but there's a certain order that you should follow. Mm-hmm. And and what about the kind of operating the A-B test themselves? So there, there are a few different ways developers can set, the, set those tests up. Can you walk us through, through uh, the best way to do it? Sure. So... Um... So it, it depends on, on the type of platforms you're using. Obviously, if it's... Um, uh... Most analytics platforms support A/B testing, and, and some of them also automate the 
the the variations and, and the split based on the on the behavior uh, of of those tests and uh, uh, when it comes to specifically to uh, setting up those tests, uh, especially if you're using ad monetization as a strategy and you would like to A-B test different uh, implementations, different strategies, um, uh, um, it's important to invest the time in setting things correctly. And by correctly means setting things um, after obviously deciding on which variable you're going to test that, what, what's your hypothesis. For example, a variable would be I want to test the frequency of my interstitials. So in your testing, uh, three per session versus uh, one per session. Um, and whatever your control group is, which is basically uh, everything that happened till now, let's say it was uh, three and you want to throw it down into one, you're leaving it as is, uh, where that the data, uh, the behavior of that group will not impact the other group. And uh, the, the platform needs to support that. And it needs to support that configuration that is split and is not impacting each each other. It needs to be sticky, right? So users that come in through one door, they stay on that pattern. Uh, so you can measure that uh, uh, that group properly and they don't move uh, between, in between, in, the, in between sessions, in between days. Um, and, um, and, and once you have that established and you let that cohort mature in terms of... Uh, 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 um, length of time and also in terms of size uh, and that's when you start tweaking and testing increments right so if one is better uh, what does that mean or if one is worse should you go to up to five until you find that sweet spot and you can move to your next question which would be should i reward 50 coins or 100 coins for this placement whatever that next uh, step is or should i uh, show ads of competitors or not and uh, see how that actually impacts my monetization how that impacts my in-app purchase behavior. Uh, and that's a constant um, uh, path. It, it never stops. That's a good example of, of the loop, right? So the next cohort comes in, you measure their behavior, you analyze it, you derive the right insights, you move on to the deciding what's best for the next cohort to come in and what else you're going to be testing. And that keeps going until you kind of uh, uh, reach to uh, somewhat an optimal point, which is the purpose of, of this step within the loop. And if you do this properly, uh, the loop keeps accelerating uh, profitably. Mm-hmm. And what what are some of the potential um, risks of not A/B testing correctly? Uh, I think the most common uh, mistakes would be well, the, the the biggest one would be not A/B testing at all. Uh, <laughs> but if so that was uh, my next question is it is it better to A/B test incorrectly? Uh, than not A-B testing at all? or It's better um... not to A-B test at all than to A-B test incorrectly because uh, uh, if you ask the wrong questions, if you look, if you test more than one variable at a time, if you, if the A-B test, if you're using a platform that uh, you're very limited to what you can A-B test or, uh, or the A-B test is not really sticking, it impacts uh, each other across the groups, then you will end up seeing behavior that does not really represent the, the hypotheses that you were you were trying to uh, uh, to address, and that means that there's a uh, if this is a 50-50 A/B test, there's a 50-50 chance that you uh, you might uh, go the wrong way, and this can actually drop your performance or keep it as is, or uh, uh, lose a very big growth opportunity. Which, if you would have uh, uh, set up the A/B test properly and used the right tools and A-B test the right things in the right order, you could have actually uh, accelerated the, 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 the growth loop of this uh, game 
um, which is the purpose of 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 of, of this loop, and it's also one of the the uh, the the biggest values of of the A/B testing tool, which you, if you, you need, don't utilize properly, you're you're actually uh, um, slowing down the loop and, and kind of killing the game slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> or quickly. Um, that has been a very meaty episode, as usual, Evgeny. Um, lots for people to take away with. Um, no, to take away. So thank, thank you for being with us on the show, as always. And thank you, everyone else, for listening. Tune in next episode, where we will be covering the fourth and final stage of the growth loop. So for a happier life, keep tuning in. <laughs> Thank you.